This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. <clears throat> and the topic is upstaged, being upstaged, having a character that kind of takes over. And if you're like me, you're fascinated. It's like, what, what the heck is going on? You know, who is this? shining star who has uh, upstaged and um, stolen the show. All of these great plans you had have been uh, thrown out the window in favor of this superstar. And that is, I, I, too, I, th- I think it's a sign. Um, I've seen people struggling with this. Well, why not embrace it? And why not see where it goes? Because that's not part of the plan. Well, <clears throat> if, if it, let's say, it, what if it's better, though? <clears throat> it feels better. Why not, why not uh, hold on to the coattails and see where it goes. I think there's a fear of that and the the lack of uh, flexibility. There's a kind of invitation that's going on. It's a bit of a call to adventure. Joseph Campbell's call to adventure. And so you're being invited to go along. Uh, and a refusal of the call. It's like, well, no, 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 that's not my project. That's not what I'm working on. So there's a question there of a kind of allegiance. I suppose you could argue that the professional would be adhering to The program that the you know the professional is is uh, has got the plan. You stick to the plan. You don't deviate from the plan. Much along the same lines as you know, you're given feedback in your critique, and you only do the feedback. You don't do anything else, right? You don't you don't go exploring, spelunking. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel quite religious about the whole the writing experience that it, you know it is the thing to do and everything else is secondary. Today is not one of those days. I'm going through a patch where it's it almost feels like this kind of phase you sort of step away from and go it's like, well, some days you shine, <laughs> and other days, other days are cloudy and overcast. It's not that it's a bad day; it's just the uh, the creativity is sort of um, 
it's almost along the lines of getting into the groove of uh, promotion and marketing and being on the other side of the equation and taking pleasure in it, right? Finding a way to to do it in such a fashion that it's... It is doable. Right. So, the character that upstages. It's it's interesting that we... that we define them, that we define pages as... um, pages, uh, characters, that we define characters as being separate somehow. Like, say, that we're watching them on stage and that we don't have access to their deepest fears, um, most private moments. And two, you know, those, those are the good days, right? Those are the good uh, writing experiences. Just to jump back a bit about what I was talking about, where it's like productivity, and that there are times where you do have to just show up and you just you just do the grunt work. Um, in my case, it, it turns into promotion and marketing, um, and then in the worst moments, it's it's where I'm just I'm I'm on social media, and I'm not. Um, I'm just being, I'm a presence <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm not promoting my work. Just by being there, you are promoting. But I'm not really promoting. Okay, so back to the, the upstage of the characters. I don't think that the, the character who's taking over, I don't think that they would unless there was away. It's kind of like a, a symptom of a problem that the character is responding to. That they have an in. And if you, if you were to look at it in that way, that you, would, that you could go, okay, well, why, why is it that this character is um, expanding? Like, what what is it that doesn't sort of... It's almost like they've got this container that they're kind of bleeding out of. And... It's, it, it's, it's almost like the, that three-dimensional quality, like, say, that their depth... And to, co- to contrast that... It would be like... It would be almost a, a suggestion that that all of the the characters, at least in this situation, where this one character is grandstanding, that all of these characters are lacking, where there's this one who feels very sort of dominant, and uh, that 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 could be the cause of these characters kind of exploding all over the place. These particular characters who are um, 
upstaging. What if you give them free reign? It, it almost reminds me of, uh, say, actors who will go beyond the role of the character and they'll, they, they will start to be in communication with the audience. And they will be saying things, uh, kind of asides, things like that. Almost, say, even sabotaging... Uh, the play, right? That they're just not into it. It's just not working for them. Much like, say, a writer who's just not... Um, you're doing the work, but you're, you know, you're just not uh, having this experience. Flow state, or, or being in the zone, or whatever you want to call it. And then all of a sudden there's this one character that that has found kind of a hidden pipeline to uh, that that beautiful moment. Why is one character more alive than all of the characters in the story? There's a sort of suggestion there, uh, which makes me think of, uh, say, character backstories, and where, where it's tempting to say, oh, well, that doesn't matter, we should be able to just write and not worry that the depth, why isn't the depth there automatically? The backstory is providing us with uh, who the person is. Instead of, say, you know, just the surface quality, like, we know just that little bit more about them. It's good to toss in, like, say, secrets, things that they don't want other people to learn about, so that we have an in with the character, we can sense their um, depth. So that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting it's uh, it's that one one character has just a little bit more. I think also, say, if we're basing our characters off of people we know, that there's this great possibility of a moment of insight into the inner working of an actual person. You know, kind of getting into their shoes, their headspace. So, so we do this thing. Also, too, there's this there's this difference in um, relationship where some uh, writers are seeing it as passenger versus driver. Um, in my case, I've gotten more towards the idea of that the subconscious is in the driver's seat and that I'm the passenger. And we can bicker about where we're going, but ultimately it's the subconscious who's in the driver's side. I, I, could, I could wrestle that away, 
But in my case, it's super important to be working with this other side of myself. Uh, and too, just just recently, working on a, a smaller side project that is sort of invigorating, kind of waking me up a bit, and uh, and then I'll return to my my other stuff. I'm the kind of writer that has a lot of unpublished stuff, um, which is great fodder. And my hope is that, say, uh, eventually the published will out, you know, that it will equal somebody else who, you know, has been publishing since they were a teenager. I'm curious too. Like, say, it would be awesome to get to that point where. The entire body, like say the my my corpus, was out there, and but it was sort of worth the wait. It was worth uh, improving, editing, and etc. And I always I always marvel at uh, younger writers, but I also know that there's there's an editor in there somewhere guiding. Okay, so upstaged by characters. One response, say, first draft-wise, is to let it slide. and You just want to get through the first draft. And then, in coming back, you can, you can address. There could be, say, a moment of revelation, where all of a sudden it makes sense why the character is acting that way. Um, I'm just attempting to go through my own experience to see if I've had my my difference though would be that I I embrace it so that would be that would be a difference I'm interested in those characters and allowing that said though I, I have had the experience recently where there is a lot of conflict about the direction where things are going. I had this huge shift, this change of setting, and so it's a change of setting, and now there's a, a, a whole bunch of rewriting that has got to happen. Scenes. I'm, I'm keeping the original scenes, but I'm altering. I'm, you know, the setting is different. It's a weird thing. The setting has changed. So, on one hand, it's just a matter of changing the setting. But, say, in, in those differences, it, it just sort of, as I go in, I can feel that there are differences that. This, that the setting is uh, important to setting is important to theme. Setting is important to 
to, uh, important to the plot and to the story, uh, to the character arcs, these uh, subtleties. And, and with this, there's, like, say, another character has entered the story, but that just that there's this, in, there's this huge revelance, revelant, revelance, yeah, to this, uh, to this character being there. In a sense, there is a kind of upstaging where uh, this character supplements so that there's a purpose to their existence. Uh, whereas, which is sort of say, I reached this point where I've, I was going to introduce this character at the end, but as I was editing, I was like going, oh my gosh, this character has to be at the beginning. There, there's this personal satisfaction that say, myself as reader, I want to see, I want to see this relationship, I want to see the interaction. <clears throat> so this is a bit different. Also too, I think... I think we're talking more about first draft and attempting to steer, and especially to steer away from and towards. It seems like all I'm talking about these days is, you know, writing what you need, right? You need to be writing about, not what you want to be writing about. And a, a, and a struggle there. Which makes sense, because the writer's persona, their ego, I'm sure there's differentiation, but I'm kind of glomming them together. And uh, so doing that, and what's the argument? My argument is that you come up with a stronger story. Not so much the plot, but the story has more uh, relevance to yourself and then also to the reader. They might not be on board personally, but they're going to be picking up that for the writer this is an important deal and that, that just adds more, um, can I say, eh, currency. There we go. I was going to say curry. So the character that upstages. The character that upstages in my case is often adding, uh, adding. They're not subtracting, but they're adding, and they, and this is me again attempting to look at the cause of this symptom, and that there is a deficiency in, say, action or levity, you know, some, some sort of, um, you know, that they, that they balance out and so why would that exist? Recently I was taking a look at uh, archetypes in writing. 
And if you can imagine it, there's this sort of wholeness to characterization. So we have a, a, a complete, a completeness, a fullness, where every avenue is expressed. And in that case, uh, I'm trying to remember what the... There were like four divisions, and then you could have subdivisions of those four. But it would be things like, say, you know, the, the outwardly going person, then the inwardly going person. Uh, they had great titles for these characters, like the magician, and the hero, and uh, the, the ruler... And so when, you, when you're looking at it in that way, perhaps it's that there's this, um, this lack, right? There's one area, and I'm, now I'm just thinking of a, um, a member of my community who, uh, in, the, in the communal environment where I grew up part of the time, we had uh, cooking teams, cleaning teams, and this guy uh, was, he would do cooking, and he would do, uh, it wasn't the same thing every week, but uh, he, he would have sort of thing, things that he felt were the best, and, and so he was explaining to me once, the, the best salad dressing, the best salad the salad dressing had uh, all four tastes. So it was, it had, it was like sweet and sour and spicy and sweet, sour, sour, maybe salty, maybe? Along those lines. And so I'm remembering his salad dressing, which was pretty good. So it would say like oil and vinegar, but it was taken to the next level. So I'm just imagining you're, you're going along, you've plotted, you've planned, um, you've done a lot of work at the beginning, and then, but then as you go along, you find it's not just a matter of dropping moments into their slots. There's something else going on, something profound, something interesting, uh, something organic, something a little wacky, uh, something chaotic. What is it? Uh, herding cats. You know, and it's sort of attempting to keep things in line. I, I don't think any level of outlining... Uh, say that you could get close, but to, to achieve, you know, say that a semblance of perfection... That's, I don't think that's possible. You, you could get close. Um, I'm just thinking of the character arcs. And one of the things I'm thinking of is that you have characters who, say, disappear, right? And, you know, it's easy just to sort of consider your characters. 
I just saw somebody spray painting their car. I guess it's sort of like for, you know, I don't know what it was for. Scratches and stuff, maybe? That was interesting. Ah, the smell of spray paint. <clears throat> oh, right. Okay, so... All of these moments that are not... We don't see them, but say, what was happening before character A came into the scene? Or say, we're following A. We know totally about A, but what about B? What about character B? What was happening before? And what's going to happen after? What's happening, all of the scenes we don't see B in if we say follow character A all the way through, you know, well, well what were they doing? And, and that kind of consideration is just a huge mind-bending headache because then you have all these wiggly uh, graph, map lines, timelines going all over the place. Oh, easy, you say. I'll just do this and that and the other thing. But consider... All of those scenes that, you know, character B goes to, the people that character B interacts with, um, their motivation <laughs> and their scenes we, that we will never see. Uh, and two, it's pro- you know, a lot of it's probably really tedious and that's why it's not in the story. But I, I, I'm, just, I'm just getting into this... Um, hoping to illustrate how how those sort of how those boxes how it's not just a matter of dropping something into a box that there's a lot more going on and it's good to consider but it's also good to sort of tap the brakes and go okay that's enough you know we we don't have to we don't have to end up uh end up where we don't want to, to have sort of like that framework in place. And I think that that's, I think that's part of it, but also, like I said, there's this deficiency at work that the plotter, one who's outlining and plotting and scheming everything at the beginning, that uh, they're definitely sort of wrestling for control. And then there's also this sense of, of that, for the reader, you know, that there's this, you know, there's this wrestle, there's this control going on. <clears throat> Perhaps a, a balance, right, or a harmony, that that's what we're, that's what we're looking at. I'm just, I'm just thinking, now I'm just imagining the, the subconscious driver. <laughs> And two, I can't quite get a, a grasp on, on them visually, for myself, but I just I just sort of have a presence there, right? This kind of amorphic, um, not a blob, it's a person. Now I'm attempting to sort of add colors, but I'm, you know, it, it, it's ending up kind of nebulous in the sense of, you know, cosmic nebula. Which is good, you know, which is, that's the way it should be presented. 
the subconscious. Having done some driving just a little while ago, after many years of, of not, there's this interesting um, consideration that's going on. Because it's not just yourself, right? There's other people. So you, you want to take care. Um, in our case, there was a time frame, you know, that we had to, we had to get through. And into a lot of driving, and we were trading off. Um, and there was also this trust. Like, I, ha- I had to let go and just go on faith, trust that this other driver uh, was going to put in as much as I was putting in. Uh, and two, it happened. You know, we did the drive, uh, we returned, got back. <clears throat> but you can you imagine if I kept grabbing the steering wheel all the time, you know, and say, you know, or into occasionally I would say, you know, oh, like slow down a bit, please, da 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 da. Um, <laughs> sure, old man. <laughs> so funny too. But the, so we have this, so we have this upstager. One thing I'm interested in is actually sitting down with, uh, that's cute, uh, one kid goes by on his, basically the equivalent of a bicycle and then another kid, oh, and here's a third kid they've got these um, kind of reverse um, and to slightly unheavy unhealthy I'm thinking that they're kind of like uh, oh, I can't remember what they were called that, that you would lean on them and then they would move forward and uh, just almost got the name. It's something along the lines of uh, Segway. I think it was actually called a Segway. So these are small versions of that. But in my mind, I'm also thinking of a kind of reverse electric skateboard. The kids look bored, though, as they were whipping around the corner. They look bored. That's interesting. Maybe it's just that the boredom of, of uh, you know, it's it's the golden years, you know, and you can, but already you're you're being compressed and condensed into a package. Moss, what are you talking about? <clears throat> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, right. So what can we do about these characters? As we've hit the, the halfway point once again of the episode. What can we do about these characters? Notes? 
I think that's something good. One of the big pieces of advice for first draft is just to do it, right? To do it, get it down. Uh, wrestling about it is wrestling about it, and you haven't completed that first phase. My fear for other writers is that they, is that they're in that realm of you write it, you you spell check and grammar, and then you put you send it out. which you can do, but you end up with something that is um, considered phase one, step one. And then, yeah, so you're returning, you're getting into it, you're going through it again. What can you do to... What can you do to make those adjustments? I think really a, a correct response would be to contrast, to look at this character and go, okay, well, what do the other characters do? To show just as much passion and upstaging, to sort of up the game of every other character. So it's sort of like, say, jump this high. You know, that the, the character that's upstaging has raised the bar. <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's turning this symptom uh, into a, a measuring stick for improvement. He's like, oh, okay. And in that way, one can almost thank the character. I love it when people are talking about their characters as though they're real people. And I'll have that in a passing experience, but I don't have that, say, when I'm not writing, I'll, I'll sort of step out of... I'll step out of that. And that perhaps says something about the different styles of writing. I'm just thinking of one writer who talks, talks, who's talked, or at least texted, a lot about their character. And, and, and too, there's this sort of, um, the way it's said, that this... Uh, talking about this character went on and on and on, and I was impressed and envious that there uh, there was also this relationship between that say uh, talking about the character as a real person, and that in the writing that there was this relationship uh, between uh, the writer and the character, the main character. Um, that there was this association between the two and a kind of very thin veneer. Trying to, trying to continue with that thought along the lines of 
um, one's sort of like an avatar, one's self-expression, small s, that... And two, I wonder, one thing for me to ask is that, is it written in the first person, and is it sort of, say, that the writer is donning a kind, the kind of, the costume or persona of the character, and then going out and, you know, it's I do this, I do that, first person. I don't think there's much room there, uh, except for, once again, where the subconscious is nudging and pushing for things and uh, inviting, sort of, yeah, I'm just imagining it being like, say, the dream, a dream, the dream, and one is interacting with uh, their own psyche, you know, they're in their psyche, And that there's a lot of answers to one's uh, situation as as they go as they go through as they live that role, but also in the um, in the editing process that there is this frustration. It's there's the immediacy is lost, like the immediacy of the um, first draft. <clears throat> immediacy of the first draft. In a sense, we've got to find it again. And it's a strange thing that these these characters that are taking over, that, that they are... that they have that immediacy, that they're just so potent, and that they're, they're ex- the experience of them lives on. So you go into the second draft, and they're still there, Right? And <clears throat> it's a weird thing, too, to hear, oh, you know, it's, it's become their story. It's like, well, that's odd, you know, because it's, it's your story, right? <clears throat> but there's this attributing, attributation, handing it over. It's interesting too to have so much um, character, lack of a better word, worship. So so many people are interested in uh, the characters, and then you have things like shipping, or say what uh, used to be called slash, which is, I guess it would be an extreme form of fan fiction. <clears throat> But also the fan artwork and <clears throat> the imagining of of the characters, this fascination with them, right? Wanting to be there so much in that world, interacting with these characters. <clears throat> so 
so that even say if you write something that the reader and to a community of readers will invest uh, in in characters they will pick out spe- specifically they'll pick out characters and and uh, be fans of that character identifying so that there's something something that draws them um, to a character is it possible to I, I think I think I, I think the best idea the best prescription is to allow that character its time you know whether or not you're going to you know, raise everything up to that character's level, <clears throat> but just allow it, and then, you know, keep going through the process to where eventually you'll have this. You know, you'll have a novel, and it'll be all it'll be balanced. <clears throat> I am interested, though, in say stories where one character will take over. You know, usurp, and you'll have, you know, the main character all of a sudden take a back seat. That very much sounds like point of view to me, and what I like about it is, say, when you're flipping point of view in chapters, and one chapter is one point of view, and then you go to the next chapter and change the point of view, that it strengthens the characters that even if you were to tweak everything back you would have a much str- you have much stronger scenes so that's that's something to think about is to allow the point of view like you know hand it over <clears throat> perhaps too it's a character calling out for some depth for some uh internal conflict and you switch the point of view to them, you know, give them that moment, maybe even do a draft where it's all them, and then the next draft, try another character, and so on and so on. So, you know, that you'll have drafts that you're just focusing on these characters. Uh, And two, possibly at the end that you return to your original programming, reset the dials and everything, and you go back to your original main character, and your scenes will be tight. And that's a good thing. So I, I guess I'm framing it as opportunity. Invitation to engage opportunity. Is, again, is there a, sen- is there a fear there? Is there this, there seems to be the sensation of uh, a bit of fear of, letting go of control and sort of, you know, handing it over to the process. And for myself, I'm not uh, scared of that. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious about the characters and uh, inviting them to unfold and to be more than uh, 
inviting this uh, transformation. Let's see if we can if we can kick about for about 15, 15 seconds or something. 15 minutes. I'm back inside to finish up this chat about those upstaging characters <clears throat> the uh, um, the ones staging the coup <clears throat> the, the takeover final thoughts whose story is it that's a good one to, to sort of to ask but also in, in the frame of story being internal conflict whose whose story is that I think in there too is is the answer you know, we want to be following why follow a protagonist why have one main character that has all the all the limelight all the spotlight and that has to do that has to do with a, a concentration that it's actually a, a, a better read, a more focused read when you have one character that you're following through. Um, it's easier to gain entrance to the story, right? It's a window into their world. And then finally, um, we have this transformation at the end. It's something that we're seeking. We're seeking proximity, we're seeking closeness, um, but also say that we can relate to the character. Um, and then often the success of that is dependent on, you know, is, is this character a representation of the readership? <clears throat> Which is interesting because you could write for a particular audience, um, like a specific group of people, you can write on on mass you can write you know something for the culture or even say um you know the human experience that say anybody around the world could pick it up and they can associate with it um so really it, it's you know it's down to it's down to that how you are planning to you know connect with whatever audience it is <clears throat> but with one uh focus a particular point of view that say we're following or for the most part that has this relevancy then then we have a, a, a focused story that people can get really deep into when we don't you know then we are sort of fragmented splintered and we are at a, at a distance I'm just thinking of you know mul multiple right you know multiple protagonists trying to think of I've, I've read something where there's a multiple narrator that uh, that we have different narr narratives you know so I'm sure I'm sure someone's done it somewhere and and even if it's say like I guess 
you know, this, the old style of letters, something like, say, Dracula or Frankenstein, where there's these letters, this correspondence going back and forth, where we have different narrators doing this first-person voice, you know, Dear John, you know, Dear Jane. Um, Yeah, so, you know, yes, yes, you, I, I argue, yes, you do want, in most cases, you know, to, to connect with this audience, um, you do want a protagonist, uh, and if that's what you're going for, <clears throat> so many choices, and that's one, if you want to go deep, and perhaps too, the you know the reason it, for not doing that is that you want you don't want to go deep. You want sort of more surface. You want to be on on close to the surface, near to the top, and you don't want to be sort of investing so much in just one character. So, whose story is it? I would argue that this the strongest story. That that really that that is is the correct choice, you know. And if you sort of if you're sitting there going, well, that's not what I want, right? It then it's a then it's a question of, well, <clears throat> you know, I I kind of want to argue that you had your story at the beginning, with the first draft or even in the outlining, but as you move forward, that just instinctively naturally that you realize that the that the true story for the reader out there and then this is where it's about letting go of letting go of control and uh allowing the the collaboration to happen no i am adamant i will not have this uh yeah you go do do what you got to do right so for me i want the deep experience and for myself i want i want I want the biggest, um, most intense uh, arc. It's sort of a letdown when you're not in on it. And, like, as a reader, I don't want to be hearing about, you know, watching some other character, um, secondary or minor character, who's had a more interesting um, story than my the protagonist I've been following. I, I sort of feel cheated. It's like, well, why weren't we in on the you know, this amazing experience where we, you know, have this, it's sort of like the objective subjective. Perhaps that's the point there that when that choice is made, right, that, you know, we, we want to have this external kind of viewing and we don't want to get, we don't want, um, one of the things with the, I heard this great description recently of, you know, that if you want a character, if you want a reader to feel something, you have the character go through it your point of view character. So, uh, that's the question. Do you want your reader to go through this incredible story uh, transformation? Uh, or do you want to be external where they're observing the transformation and there's this separation uh, between the reader and the experience? Oh geez, more bang for the buck. Like say, why not? Why not go for that? So that there's a it could be an intellectual 
sort of distancing, right? You sort of like go, I you know, no, no, artistic, right? You just you have made this decision. You you want to have it at a distance. Perhaps you're seek, sort of seeking the craving. You want the the reader to desire to uh, to be that person. You know that yeah. So I'm kind of like wrapping my head around this. Um, you know, the, the, what you know the rationale for not you know, not giving the most. Um, yeah, I think, I think on both instances, for myself, I am right there. I want the most intense, right? I, you know, I want, uh, I, I want the, you know, the, the lows to be the, the ultimate lows and the highs to be the ultimate highs. Uh, like say, you know, the crisis and the climax. Uh, and to go on the journey with, with and via and through someone that matters, right? And um, there really is no option. I mean, if if a character is standing out, you know, and that that is the quality, those are the qualities that, you know, that are put in front of you and you have that choice, I don't see what the problem is with grasping it. The only one I, the only problem I can see is is that of, of control? I used to say I want it my way. I you know I don't want to do, an awesome story. I want to do my story. Once again, you know, sky's the limit. It's like whatever you want, and, and I'm I'm trying to think of a circumstance where. I'm almost thinking of like a if you can imagine a memoir. Where you have where it's really important to relay information a, ver- a certain way, right? That you are not, it, it could be a memoir, but it also could be something historical where there's this event, a historical event that happened, and it's really important that everything is conveyed um, as close as possible to what happened, as far as you know. And uh, I'm just thinking now of like, dramatic adaptations where you can almost tell that it's like you know there's no way that that really happened the way that it's being conveyed um that is one thing that say adaptation does allow for and uh but it's also say a nightmare like say when you're dealing with people who really want something to be the way uh, that it was that was a, that is always something difficult for me with the marvel movies because you know say in the back of my hot, my my mind i have very specific um situations and characters and when it's not done that way and to sort of pro- a process of letting go of that and going you know no 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 you know these changes have been made um you know, for a number of reasons, like to sort of open it to a, a wider audience and on and on and on, you know, uh, put to put bums in seats and popcorn in laps. Don't forget the popcorn. That's where the real money is. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just thinking of a, of a loss of a character and, uh, and I, I for, say this is Marvel, the Marvel movies, and Henry Pym, 
who I think is in the Ant-Man movies, but again, the role, things have shifted around and changed. And again, they, they did it, they had their reasons for doing it. But uh, Henry Pym has has all but uh, has all but disappeared, um, and that's fine. Whatever. That's the thing. It's like I've had to let go of that. Um, I get a Marvel movie. I you know the the comic books that I read. Um, that's the thing. It's not the comic books I've read. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the flavor of them right? It's kind of like the, the fantasy or dreams. Like, what if, you know, all those awesome comic books were made into, into a movie? And, and that's, that's what we're now experiencing. And, and I'm just sort of like, <laughs> no, okay, we've really got to wrap things up now. Um, Final choices, final things about about this. I I I think one of the one of the most difficult parts of this um, parts about writing is where you where it ceases to be about you, and there's this you you could go into it as the as that that's the Faustian bargain, right that you know, your, your compact or contract with demonic forces is, is when, is when you cease to be, you know, it's like you're no longer in the service of your ego, you know, and you've, you've sacrificed your ego instead, instead that you're, that you're thinking about, you know, say story structure, you're thinking about, um, all of the tools, the storytelling tools, about telling a story, not a plot, about telling a story, about, you know, this the internal um, arc. And um, when you're obsessed with that, to the point that you will uh, sacrifice your ego and you will totally throw, <laughs> the, the, throw the body of the ego out of the car, right? And, and that you will become... That's something different, you know. It, it, it's hard to get rid of the ego, but say that you know you start working with, um, you it's instead of attempting to dominate, right? It, it's it, that you're, it's a, a partnership, and that you are a pair, and that you are, um, collaborating, with yourself, and. Um, but again that that takes this sort of, you know, a letting go and, um, which, which at times does, does resemble a, a sort of selling out. And, um, there's a question there is, you know, once again, is this about, is this about money or is this about the experience? Is this about, uh, getting to the point where you blow the reader's mind, right? Is is that what this is about, or is it about the buck? And it's like, you know, well, yeah, of course you want you want both, right? You want to have this awesome experience that people will pay for, they're willing to pay to have that experience, right? Um, <clears throat> and, and but then there's this question, yeah, there's this question there. <laughs> 
is is that selling out right and i i'm of two minds i think you you're doing something great for people they really enjoy it um i think that the saving grace is theme and that when you're arguing a subject and that you've got that consideration in the story, right? So that it's not just all pandering, but it's presenting and saying, this is something really important um, to be talking about, uh, such, as, such as fascism, right? You know, that, that's you know, right up there, you know. Um, and <clears throat> extremism. <clears throat> And yeah, sh showing showing the sides of the equation, you know, and you know, not pulling any punches, but at the same time allowing the reader to um, to make up their own mind about it, which again is tough, right? That again, it's like a, it's like a letting go, and it's a um, trusting trusting that the audience. Is going to do um, is going to do the right thing, not thinking for the audience. <clears throat> it's tough stuff to be um, to be thinking about because sort of really want to hammer messages home, um, and then and then of course that you know that's, those are the those are the worst stories where it's just this uh, you know hammer. Okay. Okay. Final, final thoughts on the the upstaging characters. <clears throat> the absolute, I think, yeah. The absolute worst part of it is that it's a part of ourselves. So I'm arguing this point. Here's our theme. Um, it, it's a part of ourself, yourself. Um, when it's happening to me, it's a part of myself that is standing up and um, announcing something. And it could be the most ridiculous or horrible thing, but that it is important, right? And that so much, it's given so much strength that there's this side of ourself that is anemic, it's hungry for uh, uh, a moment, it's hungry for a focus. You know, you can totally you can totally give it its moment, that part of ourself, you can give it its moment. Uh, and, but then, of course, in, in the editing, there comes that question of, um, you know, that the thing is, is that it is a darling. You know, there's the, the saying, kill all your darlings. It's like, this is a darling. There has to be relevance uh, to, it has, there has to be relevance to the character, there has to be relevance to what they're doing and what they're saying and um, their motivation. Uh, it, it really is, it's just this outburst and outflow, outpour. So there's this question of, of validity after the fact. It's like, fine, you know, you've had this ecstatic, intoxicated uh, blowout uh, and two, I'm I'm speaking to the I'm speaking to the subconscious and saying you know, okay you've you you've purged onto the onto the written page, 
uh, now, now we've got to work with it. You know, can we make something out of this? I really do like the notion of, of that it up, that it raises the bar, you know, it's upping the scale. Uh, I think that that's the, I think that that's the saving grace for the experience, but, but then, but then it has to go through the grinder. It has to go through the, run the gauntlet. It has to prove that it has value to the story. It's, it's not enough. And, um, yeah. So I say, I say, do it, go, let it happen, allow it. Um, but you know, then get ready for the surgery, right? And uh, you know, you know, don't have any any hesitation about uh, making cuts, um, you know, trimming the fat, and it's all about the experience. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.